I believe in Hashem, I trust in Hashem, there never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my I believe and I trust in Hashem. Because I understand that he's holding my hand And every step perfectly planned He's holding me tight So I'll be alright I believe and I trust in The story I'm going to tell you today Is about something very important that we do every morning I will begin with this we are familiar with three words, machshava, thought, dibur, speech, maisa, action. A person, a live person, does things in his life, either thinking, thinking we do all the time, we never stop thinking. Dibur, speaking, we don't do it all the time at least most people. That's called deeper speaking. And then it's mice action. Things you do. Mitzvahs or anything else. When we go to sleep, we do it in the reverse. The first thing is the action. We prepare Nagelwasser. Then comes the speech. We say Krishna Shalamita, Kriyashma, and then comes machshava, thoughts. What do we think about? Once you set a mapil, you're ready to fall asleep, think of some taira, and then you'll have some good dreams. When you wake up in the morning, then we do just the opposite of that, which is a straight way. First thing, machshava, we think of Hashem. Like it says in Shulchan Aruch, Shivisi, Hashem lenegdi samit, to know that Hashem is watching us. So the first thing is machshava. The second thing is dibur. We speak to Hashem. What do we say right away? Maidaani. And then comes maisa action. We wash nagelvaser. Why do we wash nagelvaser? Why is it so important? And why do we need us prepare it the night before? The al explains it as follows. It brings from different places and from the Zayar that when you go to sleep, while you're asleep, your neshama goes up to Shemayim. Not your whole neshama, chas v'shalem. Part of the neshama goes up and gets, we, we'll call it recharged. Hashem recharges the neshama with more kayach. So the next day, when you wake up in the morning, you have energy to go through the day. While your neshama is up in Shemayim, your body becomes tame. A tuma descends upon your body. Because that's where the Kedusha was. It went away, the tuma takes over. When you wake up in the morning, because your neshama came back, so the tumma goes away. Like you turn the lights on in a dark room, the darkness goes away. So the tumma goes away 
from the entire body except for your hands. It stays only on your hands. Your hands remain tame when you're awake. While your hands are tame, <clears throat> picture them that you took tar, soft tar, and you smeared it all over your hands. And now someone says, what do you want to touch? <laughs> you want to touch your face and get the tar in your face? Or you want to touch your clothing or your food? You don't want to touch anything. The Zayar tells us, be careful not to touch anything. Even though you can't see the Tumah on your hands, you have to picture it. The Tumah is there. And until we wash Nagelwasser, we shouldn't touch anything. And, and what shouldn't, what's anything? Don't touch any part of your body. Sometimes, you know, you wake up, you want to rub your nose, your ear, your mouth. Don't touch it before you wash Nagelwasser. Also, don't touch your clothes. Not your shirt, not your pants, nothing. Also, don't touch any food. Who wants to eat a piece of bread that you touched with tummy hands? One more thing, Desire says, never to walk for Amos without Negelvasser. Without washing your hands, Negelvasser, <coughs> you don't take, you don't walk for Amos, which is approximately four steps. Which means basically, you should have Negelvasser there next to your bed. And the way to have it ready in the morning is you prepare it the night before. The story I'm going to tell you is about someone who was very careful with Negelvasser. He was so careful, he was ready to give away all the money he had for the mitzvah of Negelvasser. The story goes like this. Matzliach was a young man who lived in a city called Baghdad. That's in Iraq the capital city. Then there was a Yiddish community there. His father was a very rich businessman and a big Talmud Chacham. His father owned a store that sold besamim and spices. Every year and a half or two, his father would make a trip to another country to pick up more spices. To go to the other country meant <clears throat> passing through, traveling through a desert, a very long, big desert. Now, in those days, to travel in a desert, even today, it's not so safe. Those days, for sure, a single person, it's dangerous, first of all, you have snakes and scorpions or wild animals, robbers. Also, it's not a place where you can get a drink or something to eat. No trees, no houses, no stores. And what's most difficult is to know your pathway, know how to get out. Once you, you know what a map of the desert looks like? 
An empty sheet of white paper. That's what it looks like. In other words, there's no map. Now they have already maps. You see where it begins, where it ends. But there's no pathways. There's no streets and avenues. So how do they travel? And the answer is they travel with a captain. You get a group of people together. It's called a caravan. Maybe 20 or 30 people together at the same time. And they have a captain who knows the path. He knows how to get through the desert. And you pay him. You pay him an amount of money. And you make it through. That's what his father would do from time to time. Matzliach, once Matzliach got married, his father said, I'm going to support you so you can continue learning. So for many years, Matzliach continued learning Taira. And his father was supporting him. His father gave loads of tzedakah. And the more tzedakah, the more riches. So he was able to give more tzedakah. When Matzliach's father was very old, and he felt like that his days are counted, he called over his son, and he said to him that he feels that it's time for him to give the neshama back to Hashem until Tchiyas HaMesim. So he says, I'm going to give you over the business. But I want to tell you something that my father told me before he passed away. Listen carefully. He says, my father said to me, I know, Matzliach, that you're very careful in all the mitzvahs. But I want you to choose one mitzvah from amongst all the other, myth- all the other mitzvahs, one mitzvah that you're going to cherish more than them all. And when I say cherish means you're ready for Mesiras Nefesh, ready to give everything away, if ever necessary, to be able to do that mitzvah. It could be lulav, it could be tefillin, it could be mezuzah. Choose one mitzvah that you're going to promise, that Nether, this will be the mitzvah that you're going to be ready to give away even your whole fortune, everything you own. Atzliach thought for a while, and he said, Negelvasser. And his father said, you know what that would mean? Yeah, I wash my hands every morning. He says, no, that's not enough. Negelvasser is the kind of mitzvah you must prepare in advance. If you don't prepare your negovasa near your bed, you will not be able to, be able to do a negovasa in the morning. So that means no matter how tired you are, you're going to put that negovasa near your bed before you go to sleep. Accept it. After his father passed away, Matzliach was always so careful. Came back from a chasana late, came back from a febrengen, from a bar mitzvah, Nothing mattered. He would not go to bed without Negovasser. He always had Negovasser near his bed. 
Also, when he traveled, made sure to take along whatever he needed, a set for Neglavasar, a pail and a kvart, and he would always have, do Neglavasar very carefully. It came the day when Matzliach saw that the shelves in the store are emptying out. So it's time to get new stock. So he has to travel. This is going to be his first time traveling to get new stuff. Which means he has to go through the desert. So he joined a caravan. Every member of the caravan must have either a camel or a donkey. And you must bring a lot of water. And the captain would usually tell you how many days he expects the trip to take so you know how much water to bring. Plus, Matzliach brought food. He brought his talents and tefillin, some svarim. And they began their journey through the desert. The first couple of days were very peaceful. Everything was fine. But then a windstorm, a sandstorm broke loose. And clouds of dust held them back from going further. They couldn't move. The camels could not see where they're going. They crouched down to the ground. They didn't want to move. So the captain announced, we're going to stay here and wait for the storm to pass. It took three days. On the fourth day in the morning, the storm was over. The captain said, we can move on. They traveled for the full day. When it came evening time, the captain said, okay, that's it for today. We're going to spend the night here. Go to sleep here. Tomorrow morning, we'll continue. But then he called everyone to a meeting. And the captain said, I am your captain. I'm getting paid for this. It's my responsibility to make sure that everyone gets out of this desert safely. So I'm going to tell you what we're going to do now. We lost three days worth of supply of water. Because we had to sit three days in one place. And we were drinking water. So we're short by three days amount of water. So from now until the end of the trip, we're going to have to be very careful to drink much less. So that we come out of the desert. And therefore, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask everyone to bring whatever water supply he prepared Bring it to me. I'm going to have two armed guards watching your water. And every day in the morning, I'm going to give everyone an equal portion of water for the day. Like this, we'll make it out of the, the desert safely. And I warn you, if anyone dares to hide any water, if you're caught... You'll be shot on the spot. It's my responsibility, and I take this serious for your own good. 
Make sure everyone brings me their water. Everyone right away brought their water to the captain. Matzliach was the last one to bring the water. At first, Matzliach thought that he will hide it. But when he realized that it's putting his life in danger, he decided, okay, I'll bring it and I'll manage with one bottle for Nagelwasser and for drinking. He brought the water over to the captain. When he gave it to the captain, he said, can you do me a favor? Instead of giving me the water tomorrow morning, give it to me tonight because I need it to go to sleep. Huh? Why can't you go to sleep without it? Because in the morning when I wake up, I can't go to you to ask you for the water. I need to wash my hands. It's called Nagelwasser. And he explained them what it's all about. And the captain said, okay, I'll give it to you tonight, but don't come back for another one tomorrow. No problem. Matzliach was overjoyed that the captain gave him his water. Got a bottle of water. That's my supply. <clears throat> I can use it for Nagelwasser. And at first he was thinking... Half will be Nagelwasser and the other half for drinking. When it came in the morning and he started to wash Nagelwasser, Nagelwasser has to be up to your wrist each time. By the time he finished washing exactly six times, it was the last drop in the bottle. <clears throat> Nothing left. Asiyah was very happy. Now I can dive in, now I can learn, now I can say brachas, I can do things. As the day went along, everybody is sipping their bottle of water, especially in a hot desert, except for Matzliach. He doesn't have what to sip. It was very difficult. When it came finally in the evening, he felt so weak, he started to feel dizzy, and he thought he's going to faint. He thought to himself, what am I going to do now? I can't go tomorrow again like this, with no drinking, just Nagelwasser. But I can't skip Nagelwasser either. I'm going to need two bottles of water. But there's no way for me to get it, unless the captain decides to give me. Let me think what I can do to convince the captain to give it to me. To be continued in Mirza Hashem.